Welcome to Alex and Annie, the real women of vacation rentals. With more than 35 years combined industry experience, Alex Husner and Annie Holcomb have teamed up to connect the dots between inspiration and opportunity, seeking to find the one story, idea, strategy, or decision that led to their guests' big aha moment. Join them as they highlight the real stories behind the people and brands that have built vacation rentals into the $100 billion industry it is today. And now, it's time to get real and have some fun with your hosts, Alex and Annie. Welcome to Alex and Annie, the real women of vacation rentals. I'm Alex. And I'm Annie. And we are joined today with Mark Hostovsky, who is the CEO and founder of Minoan. Welcome to the show, Mark. Thanks. Great to be here. Yeah, awesome. We are so excited to hear more about everything that Minoan has going on. And really, I feel like your company has just kind of come from out of nowhere and is just making a massive impact just in the last, I don't know, maybe a month that we've known about Minoan. But it's been really interesting to see and just read and talk to some of the other um, associates you have that that work with you. And of course, with you of us, we've done our pre-calls. But uh, before we get into the nuts and bolts, can you give our audience just a little bit of history about who you are and how you got to where you're at now. Yeah, sure. So I started, um, well, it all starts, I guess, at a job, a retail job I took at a company called Jet.com um, in 2015, which was an e-commerce marketplace. And we um, spent a lot of time thinking about e-commerce and uh, retail and why we buy and what we buy. Uh, that company was a rocket ship. I mean, I joined... Uh, we officially launched six months after I joined. And then 10 months after that, we were already doing $80 million a month wow. in uh, revenue. Oh so gosh. it was quite a, uh, <laughs> it was a crazy experience. And then the founders sold that business to Walmart. And so then I went over to Walmart. I took over um, a portion of the sporting goods business for e-commerce, about a $400 million business. Yeah, and, and really in my time at Walmart, I started working a little bit more on the store side. So spending time in Bentonville, figuring out how they set the modular, how we think about guests or sorry, consumers in stores. And just realized, you know, the best product experiences, they don't actually happen on screens in the, the way they do in e-commerce. They don't happen on shelves in aisles, you know, the way they do at a Walmart or Target. The best product experiences happen in the real world. And that's true of basically any product that exists in the real world that you could think of, you know, it's better to, if you're buying coffee beans, it's much better to pour yourself a cup of coffee with those beans, see how it tastes. That's a lot better than scrolling through some, some images online or even just looking at a bunch of bags in a grocery store. And you could give that same example with mattresses, with linens, uh, speaker systems, decor, um, soaps, shampoos, hair dryers, like, yeah, you know, it's pretty tough. Hair dryers are designed to be used on wet hair. Right. <laughs> hair. Yeah. So, you know, trying to figure out how good it is at doing that on a screen is tough. And then even in a store, even if you have like a Dyson hair dryer that's out on display. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. Like, All yeah. Right, the the right. price does not always correlate. I've unfortunately yeah. learned that the hard way. Yeah. <laughs> you, you think you're Okay. It's this much money. It must be a really great hair dryer, but then it's not. Yeah. <laughs> so. yeah and there's a lot of, um, I mean, we can get into this later, but a lot of retail in the world that I came from has really oriented around optimizing around merchandising, which is yeah. making the product look like it's really good at something mm-hmm. or distribution, which is like getting in with Amazon, getting in with Walmart, getting in with Target. And this idea of like product quality, um, it's still important, but I've started feeling, I'm like, is this like not the most important thing anymore? Is it more important to like have like a tactful marketing strategy and get on the shelves. And so I became really interested in this idea of native retail, mm-hmm. which is all about putting products in environments where people can actually use them, letting them sleep on a mattress over three or four days, letting someone use a hairdryer when they're coming out of the shower and their hair is wet, letting someone sit and relax on furniture, letting someone prepare a meal with a ceramic cook set and see what they think of it. Um, and I didn't know exactly, you know, how it would work, but I was like, I feel like there's something, there's a better way to do this. And it wasn't until I stayed at a property in upstate New York with my fiance, 
um, a vacation rental. And um, we just had an incredible experience. You know, we woke up, we were like, wow, we never sleep like that. What is, what is this mattress? You know, like ripping the sheets off the mattress, trying to figure out what it was, checking the linens for tags. Like, where do they get these? <laughs> right. Um, That's too funny. In the kitchen, they had this really nice, it was like this glamping sort of yurt setup. And so they did a really good job of like, there wasn't a ton of space and the kitchen wasn't that big, but they did a really good job of like wall mounting, like the knife set and some appliances. And we were living in New York city at the time. And so we were like, well, we don't have a ton of counter space. We're like, wait, this is so good. The way they did this, we should get this mount. We should get this set. And so I emailed the host, um, you know, I was like, Hey, would you buy all this stuff? We want to buy it. And I got back an email with a bunch of links and just realized that's when sort of the two pieces sort of like married for me. I was like, this is so funny. Like in my world of retail, all these brands are spending so much money to try and create meaningful moments, you know, on Google, on Facebook. Mm -hmm. Um, And yet here we are, like, I've just had an experience where I reached out to the host. They didn't like, I'm trying to find them and say, where did you get this? I want it. Um, And yet the host isn't monetizing that or getting credit for that in the same, in the eyes of these suppliers in the same way that a Google or a Facebook would, you know, they're handing all this money to Google and Facebook and Google and Facebook get them in front of, can get you in front of a lot of people, but right. the quality of those interactions really. Different. Yeah. Yeah. So, the conversion rate is, is, it's, it's a whole different way of looking at conversion rate. Yeah. Right. I mean, yeah. It's, yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And so I became really passionate about, you know, this realization of like, man, these, these people in hospitality, these hosts, like they have so much value, but they're not yeah. monetizing it or really getting credit for it. You know, yeah. like right now, brands view hosts as customers mm-hmm. for them to make money off of. And we're like, they should really view them as marketing partners. That is a totally different economic right, right, relationship. Yeah. And was thinking through this. I was like, well, how would this have to work? Cause well, what do the brands need? They need to see clicks, conversion, customer pathing. You know, they're going to want this information. They're going to want the process to work like this. Well, what a host need? Well, hosts are going to need, there's so many brands out there. They're going to need a, a way to pick products and see everything in one place, see when it would get delivered. They need to save money. They should not be paying full retail. They, they should be paying, they should be getting really good discounts on the stuff. And so that's what sort of inspired the founding of Minoan is building this platform to really help hosts and hospitality professionals more strategically manage the relationship between them and their suppliers and anything that goes into their space. Mm-hmm. Um, and then on the back end, we have this shoppable experience which, you know, we have a card here, but this would sit in the property and it says, found something you like, scan this code, the shop. Oh, is nice. yeah. And you can sort of connect the products that you've brought into your space and illuminate them so that when guests are going through, they're like, man, I really love this colander. Mm-hmm. I really love this um, stool or the rug or right. the pendant or the chandelier and just kind of connect it full circle so that when those moments of inspiration happen, uh, hosts can make it really easy for the guests to bring these products into their own life and collect commission checks. We'll be back in a minute after a word from our premier brand sponsor, Wheelhouse, the ultimate revenue driving machine. We began using revenue management dynamic pricing tools, as I said, in March of 2020, because we got to the point in the growth of our company where we either needed to hire a person for rate management or we needed to bring technology on. For me and the way that I like to manage our, our, our rates, it was, it was just a better decision to bring in technology to help with that. That's Lance Stitcher, owner of Seaside Vacation Rentals. Lance and his wife, Elaine, managed 280 condos and beach homes in Ocean City, Maryland and Chincoteague Island, Virginia. This innovative duo has leveraged dynamic pricing and technology to 10x their business over the past two and a half years. We sat down with Lance to find out how Wheelhouse has played a huge role in this growth. Where exactly have the revenue gains come from? They came in all seasons. We trusted dynamic pricing and a, and a home that booked for 4000 a week all of a sudden was able to book 6000 a week. And we, and we really had a hard time wrapping our heads around that. But it began, it actually began to, to become the norm. Some of our properties in the off season, the owners, uh, the owners previously had notions of, of what their home was worth on a minimum night. And, and maybe that number was $300. And Shinkatig uh, and Ocean City are extraordinarily seasonal markets. The rate management tools are telling us that maybe that rate is, uh, is is 140 during the week and 175 on the weekends. And 
had a lot of owners that scoffed at that and said, no, I'm, I'm going to hold the line. And I had a handful of owners that, uh, that said, okay, we'll, we'll try it your way and see what happens. And we went from doing in certain buildings, we had condo units that went from virtually nothing or $1,000, $1,500 a month to doing over $8,000 a month. Revenue management has become a critical element of Seaside's strategy for homeowner acquisition and retention. How does Lance use the information from Wheelhouse to help him win new owners and keep existing ones? We'll hear about that later in the show. It's all part of Wheelhouse's spotlight on exceptional property managers. Um, Especially as I feel like Airbnb has really given rise to hosts putting a a lot of effort into the space, right? And making it really a unique uh, accommodations. And that's, that's different than things used to be. I mean, the cookie cutter... Uh, set for a living room, bedroom, three-bedroom condo. You know, those still exist, but Airbnb has really just emphasized how you can make something into really unique experience that sets you apart from the competition. So I'm sure when people stay in these places, this has got to be something that's been going through guest minds (laughs) for a long time. So it's going to be a welcome addition to, to our scene. Yeah. Whenever we talk, there's lots of different approaches to hosting, just like there are lots of different approaches to hospitality, just like there are lots of different approaches to real estate. You know, there's different segments you can go after. And I think we really focus on hosts who um, do spend time and effort designing these spaces. I mean, they almost see them as a form of self-expression. They really love the idea of being you know, hospitable, like having people come into a space they've designed, having a great experience. And um, I think that those hosts are getting rewarded in a few ways. One, by Airbnb directly, because Airbnb is sort of rewarding these like really unique experiences. But two, you, you know, you're, you can pull yourself out of competing on price a little Mm -hmm. bit, you know, pull yourself out of just competing on, okay, what's the, what's the cheapest thing I can find in Atlanta or whatever if you create the sort of distinct experience um, you compete on experience and there's a positive impact on ADR. And for us, that creates a whole flywheel because then you're attracting people who have more disposable income. who are more likely to buy stuff that when they see it in your property, which means more commissions going back to the host. And it sort of creates this nice little flywheel. Um, I mean, really, if you do this well, because you save money up front and then you earn commissions on the purchase. So if you, you buy a mattress at, let's say we can get you 60% off on a mattress. So you're paying 40% of retail. And then in your property, you're selling the mattress at full retail Mm -hmm. because they're, you know, the guests are consumers. So it's full retail. And if you get a 10% commission, 10% of retail, if you sell four mattresses, the commissions cover the cost of putting them right. in. That's incredible. Yeah. And yeah. so if you're like, okay, well, how long is this mattress going to last? Like, four. yeah. <laughs> like, all right. Yeah. So it's all four. And like, think about that for every single amenity. You know? Right. Yeah. And yeah. it's like, our, our goal is to really make it so that hosts and hospitality, I mean, we work with boutique hotels as well, but that these groups, the investment in products in their spaces, it's no longer just a cost center. You know, it's not yeah, something we look yeah. at. Like, oh, yeah. right? It's like yeah. each one of those things is actually a revenue generating asset. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But it becomes a marketing to it, part of your marketing tool as well. So yeah. I want to, um, I want to like kind of go back. So you had what Alex and I define as that aha moment. That was your stay within this, um, you know, this vacation rental. And so how did you go from that aha moment to, I'm going to call Pottery Barn and ask them to do this with me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Talk, that, talk that to me is like, that had to have been a very, <laughs> that had to have been a very bold call um, to make, but then, you know, you, you went after some really strong brands and they're yeah. amazing. And, and, and as a shopper, I, you know, I applaud you and I love it. So yeah, we finally met a man that language. loves shopping. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so can you tell us about how all that kind of came into play and, you know, how, what got you from that moment to connecting with these companies? That's a good question. Like I have to like go back down. The... <laughs> it wasn't, um, it's so funny. I think sometimes when you're in the moment and you're really passionate about something, you, you focus so much on the way you think it should be that you sort of maybe blissfully ignore all the reasons that like, it wouldn't, like, I wasn't even thinking that these brands would be like, no, we won't. We're right. so passionate about yeah 
you know, going to him and being like, look, look at your marketing department. How much, what's your marketing budget? Where's all that money going? Yeah. Okay, great. You know, and going to brands like a West Elm or a Crate and Barrel or Serta Simmons or, you know, these brands like Serta Simmons, for example, we were like, think of how many people are already sleeping on your mattress. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. Yeah. They have no idea. Like, what if we just illuminated it and just let them know, by the way, this is a beauty rest. It's this type of mattress. And to, to try before you buy, I mean, you're eliminating the return amount. Yeah. Right? I mean, like, I'm sure returns are significantly less yeah, for somebody who buys something buy. in, in from Minoan that's already in, experienced it. Yeah. Our return rate is less than, I think, 0.2% yeah. because people have already used these products. That's incredible. Yeah. The what, only what, return is, what is the general return rate for like, e-commerce? Yeah, I mean, it's it kind of depends by category. So in clothing, it's like actually much, you know, it's like 30% because people are three of something and send two back. But generally it's 20% in e-commerce. And um, yeah, I think that I just I was so passionate that these were really valuable moments that I sort of just like you know went to these brands before we even had a business or anything. And I was like, you guys should do this, you know, you need to figure it out and and, and it kind of reconfirmed, they're like, well, we, we would love to work with the host community, but it's really fragmented. And yeah, you know, yeah. there's there lots of groups that had done, I think Sonos, for example, had done a program for hosts where they could save money on it. And then they just, they nixed it because they're like, we have no way of validating. Like, I don't know if this person actually has a rental and mm-hmm. I don't know if, mm-hmm. how it's being set up. And so yeah, yeah. we were able to solve for some of that on the brand side and be like, well, we have a platform. We already, they apply, we audit it. We approve them if they're a good fit, you know, we're working with them in in different ways. Um, but I think it's just because I know from my experience at Jet and Walmart, cause I was, I just was intimately familiar with the challenges that brands are having which right now brands are having a really tough time getting in front of people. Um, I mean, there's been so much change in the last decade in retail. Mm-hmm. You, know, you have Shopify, which means yeah. like, wow, it's really easy to build a website now. Yeah, um, You have all these websites that make it really easy to source manufacturers. It's like really easy. Like, let me find a mattress manufacturer. Oh, cool. Let me call them up. Oh, what do you want to do? To, like that was much harder back then. It's really easy to... Um, integrate fulfillment and payment processing with companies like Stripe on the payment processing side or Shippo or ShipBob who will take care of all the inventory stuff for you. And it's really easy to target customers by just putting money at Facebook and Google and saying, I want to get my product in front of these right. people. So, right. yeah. Oh, sorry. Oh, no, no, go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> it's, so it's gotten so much easier. So when things get easier, you sort of lower the barriers to entry, the markets get flooded. And yeah. so what happens now, you know, before there were like 10 mattress in a box brands. Now right. there are 400, you know, yeah. oh, wow. like yeah. five main cookware brands. Yeah. Now there are a hundred. And so every category has gotten more and more brands. And so yeah. brands are like, well, how do I make them? How do I make sure that people know that my thing's different and it's unique? And yeah. It's like, well, let people use it. See how it holds up in the real world. That's the best way. And so this is kind of a long-winded answer. <laughs> no, I, I, no, I, I love it. Your understanding of e-commerce, I mean, you know, very thorough understanding brings a lot to this discussion and, and obviously to the value of what you've built with Minoan. But I was just thinking as you were talking about Google, I mean, I, I know when I first started at Condo World in 2009, they had not really done any pay-per-click advertising at that point. And so when we introduced that, we did a little bit here and there, but we were the first in our market. None of the other vacation rental companies were doing it. And now, I mean, everybody does, but we still do it to a very, very strong extent. And we've been able to, when I mean, we see incredible performance from it, but at the same time, the cost to be able to continue to do that continues to just go higher and higher and higher because now you do have the Airbnb and VRBOs of the world that are entrenching on that limited amount of digital landscape. Yeah. And it's it's amazing for us to see, we were just looking at our analytics that our, even though our organic placement is higher than we were this time last year, it's our traffic is lower because of all the different things Google is putting into the products there between what more things that they're trying to sell, because really it's their, it is their, their home, right? Yeah. <laughs> it's their land, it's their land, their house on their land. Yeah. And that's the scary part of it. But I think what you've done is, is just genius because it really, it's actually, it's, it's allowing hosts or property managers be able to build a marketing source literally on their own land. 
you know, and, yeah. and, and it's really to avoid having to go to the extent of, um, you know, going the whole e-commerce route. I think this just makes a lot of sense. Yeah. And I think that hosts are very, we're all very familiar with the experience economy. I mean, mm-hmm. that's like the economy and the the spend that really pays the bills. And um, but I think that hosts, it's beneficial for hosts to, to get a little bit more acquainted with the attention economy as mm-hmm. well, because that's in an even bigger, um, I mean, look at these companies, Facebook and Google, they're printing tens of billions of dollars in profit a quarter profit, you know, host, anyone who has a real estate business, knows this, but it's like that's after they pay yeah. everything. Yeah. And, um, and there's sort of a subprime attention crisis in, uh, as consumers, like, what is that attention worth? Like, what is a two second ad on Instagram really worth? We're so overwhelmed with stimulus and advertising that, um, attention is just really important. And like real, real attention, meaningful attention, not attention where before I watch a video, you know, I'm clicking skip ad. (laughs) I'm like, all right, all right, all right. Like, what is that attention worth versus having someone in your space who's, who genuinely needs to use these things and it's on their own time in their own space. There's no big brother like watching. It's sort of Mm -hmm. like, Hey, if you want to cook something, we got a ton of stuff here, some great product. If you don't totally ignore it, you can focus elsewhere. I just, I think that attention is so valuable and yeah, and hosts need to realize what that's worth and get credit for it. I think the reason why we built Minoan is because as we were peeling back the layers of that onion, like, well, how do, how should hosts approach this? What should they do? We were like, man, actually they're, to really get the most value out of this, hosts really need to have good technology behind it because the reality is, you know, like marketing has totally changed. Like a lot of marketing departments, you know, just in the example you were giving, it's like marketing yeah. departments have like sometimes data scientists and analysts. Yeah. 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 It wasn't yeah. always like that. It was yeah. like, okay, hey, we'll do this billboard. And so, yeah. well, then that means that for a host to really succeed in this attention economy in today's age, there needs to be data that can be piped back right. you know, uh, to the brands. Well, how do you do that? Well, then you need to build this shoppable experience that yes. ties it yeah. all together. Okay. Well, what should that feel like? Well, should be really elegant. It shouldn't just be like, bloop, here's 16 products on a page. It should be by room, by brand. It should be sort of a tour of the space. It should use words that aren't directly focused on retail. It shouldn't say buy. It shouldn't say add to cart. It should say things like explore, discover, shop. shop, The feelings. Lighter word. It's like explore, shop. And, and, um, and we just have such a strong point of view on like how this needs to be done to really unlock the value that we were like, we just need to build it because the thought the hosts and anyone in hospitality, like there's enough on your plate. There's enough to do. Right. Guests will keep you busy without having to figure out all this other stuff. And so if we can invest the time and the technology to build this other stuff and allow hosts to just kind of plug in and, and unlock that value. Um, that's what we're really focused on doing. And we get so much good feedback from hosts around like little uh, things that we should add on or do. And we're like, oh, that's a really interesting idea. We didn't think about that. Like, but we could absolutely do that. So it's a fun, fun journey. Talk us through the process of what, uh, how a host or even a manager uses this platform. Yeah. So um I can share my screen, but I feel like that won't be easy for the, for the podcast. <laughs> um, so the first step is there's an application flow. So if you go to minoanexperience.com, there's a join us button. And we just ask a little bit of information, like how many properties, um, what's your goal? You know, you like to- furnishing from scratch, you're trying to do a little refresh. You, you just want to make it choppable, let us know. And when we're looking at these, we're basically trying to identify, you know, one, is this a real a hospitality professional, which could mean, I mean, someone who has one short-term rental is a hospitality professional. We just want to make sure that they have some, you know, some, uh, some property they're renting out and, and that they really care about it, you know, that, um, they want to make it feel unique, that they want to really make it a unique experience. So then we'll approve them. They can log into Minoan. They'll see a page with 200 brands and then each brand has the discount. So it'll be like, mm-hmm. you know, this brand, this discount, this brand, this discount, this brand, this discount. Um, they can filter by category. So if they're looking for art, if they're looking for lighting, they're looking for appliances. 
It'll narrow down the list of brands. And we basically have a way where they can click on the link, go to that brand's website. So go to crateandbarrel.com. And we have a Chrome extension where as they're browsing on Crate and Barrel, they can click a button and the Chrome extension will grab the URL and, and will grab other product information like uh, color, style, variant, price, title. And then it brings it back to the Minoan cart. So then when you log back, when you go back to Minoan in your cart, you'll see this item from Crate and Barrel with the actual link to the item. Okay. You just repeat that process for stuff from public goods or Blue Land or- And you're just, you're buying from one place though, right? I think that's one of the main benefits. Exactly. It's you, you search and grab products from all these different websites, but you buy on Minoan in one place. So you can get a better sense of how does this stack up with my budget? That's sometimes hard to do when you're tracking mm. orders across. Right. Yeah. Sites. Yeah. And the other one is when is this stuff going to get- will be here? Yeah. Right. Especially with shipping delays. Oh, <laughs> that's a big question. Yeah. And that's where we do a lot of um, work on, hey, when's your install date? Okay. Let's see. Okay. Here's the stuff. Here's how much it costs. Here's when it get delivered. Here's how much we can save you. You know, um, And then we're also helping you all the way through tracking. And so we're, um, we have technology where we'll tell you the status of each, you know, this is either on route or at the facility or being built. Um, this is when it's expected to be delivered as there are issues. We're very actively involved in customer service. So if there's a shipping delay, you know, and it's like, Oh, this couch is now going to get here. And two weeks later, host can contact us and be like, Hey, that's going to be a problem now. Yeah. <laughs> what do we got do? renters. <laughs> yeah. yeah. We'll figure yeah. it out. Exactly. Yeah. So yeah. Okay. And we also have really interesting data around, we have a unique vantage point where like I can see how often these brands ship on time or late. And so oh, yeah. if someone, cause we do so many orders. So yeah. if someone's got an install date of like, let's say August 10th, and they're ordering something from a supplier where we check the data and they're like, oh, this supplier is like only on time, 40% mm-hmm. of orders. We might like nudge, nudge, host, hey, this is a great couch, but uh, it's at risk. Yeah, <laughs> it mm-hmm. might not get there in time. And so if this is a hard install date and you have renters, we would recommend going with this brand or this couch because they're on time. 95% of the time and their estimated delivery date is August 4th. So it gives you plenty of time. So we get really actively involved there because there's nothing worse. Uh, there's nothing worse than that sort of fire drill where you have renters. There's something you oh, yeah. don't have. You're like, what am I going to do? Drive to like big lots and just right. <laughs> right. <laughs> put, a yeah. put a futon in there. Sure. Yeah. 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 So um, you have, so I'm a host, I, I furnished my unit do you have like a, I mean, I know we talked about, you have a program where they can be, you know, show the guests that they can buy this, these goods. Do you do any sort of training with the host to be able to help them message like either through the unit, through their website, through their marketing materials to again, talk about that experience that the guest is going to have? Yeah, it's a good question. Not yet as much as I would like to, I think, think, you know, we spend a lot of time like designing these custom, like this is a custom designed um, holder. And so we spend a lot of time on stuff that like makes it as easy as possible. We're like, Hey, you know, set this up uh, in the entryway or somewhere else. But um, I want us to get better at like the coaching on integrating the retail experience. Cause we're learning, you know, we'll see, like we have some properties that they have a texting system with guests. And so they'll actually text a link to the shoppable experience mid stay. And we're like, wow, that really works. Like after oh, someone's nice. been there, mm-hmm. yeah, after someone's already been there for like 36 hours and they're like, Oh yeah, I was wondering what that is. Okay. You know, eco B. Okay. Or I was wondering what, you know, like it's a really nice way to do it, but we haven't yet sort of internalized those and um, system systemize them for our hosts in an educational way. Um, it's sort of like, hopefully next year we'll do a better job. Yeah normalizing that, that part. What about from a design standpoint? I mean, that's, that's gotta be complicated for people who don't live where the unit is. And that's a lot lot of cases these days. Do you have design services to help them pick things out or like, what does that, what does that look like? Yeah. So we have a designer on staff, um, but she's totally overwhelmed. She does a lot of (laughs) recommending. (laughs) Yeah. So One thing that uh, she's working on is a designer directory because we have lots of designers that have worked with uh, hosts 
of ours, you know, in the past. And yeah. like, wow, the people really like working with this designer. Like every time there's, she gets rave reviews and then it's like, she already understands Minoan. She's really good at working within the system. Like, why don't we just connect the dots? Why don't mm-hmm. we just make it easy yeah. for hosts to work with these designers that have already been vetted and, um, and we don't get involved. Like, you know, it's like, we'll let the designer set their rate and stuff, but we are working on a way to connect hosts, uh, two reputable designers so they can get more tailored help if they want it. Okay. Yeah. A what lot of hosts her... bring us their designers and say, yeah. Hey, yeah. Designer? And we're like, yeah, sure. And we set them up with a designer account. Yeah. Now I know, you know, Annie and I are both in markets that are primarily condo based. And when a lot of these properties were sold back in the day, they were sold with packages. And then, you know, over the years, I th- I, there's not really the packages anymore. I think people have kind of redone them on their own, but um, it, it seems like there is an opportunity to bring something like that back in a way, but it's got to be in a way that makes it easy for homeowners and property managers to still coordinate that. And I think Manoan could could play a big role there. Mm-hmm. Have you had any success with, with larger managers u- utilizing the service yet? I know you guys are, are still fairly young, so... Yeah, we've had, so our first focus was to help the independent uh, hosts, and then we wanted to work up, but we got a lot of property manager groups that reached out and had said, um, it's usually either that they're doing procurement services for a host, but it's Mm -hmm. so much work and overwhelming that they're like, I would much rather outsource this and have you handle it. Um, Or they're not doing any program, you know, they're, they're just, uh, doing sort of like OTA management and guest management, but they're not getting involved with procurement, but mm-hmm. they see properties where, you know, they're going in and doing audits where it's like, Hey, you need to replace this sofa or this thing's busted, or, you know, we have two glasses that broke and <laughs> Hey, you need to buy this stuff as the host. And I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then they don't, or, so it's kind of on, on both sides, but yeah, we we're seeing a lot of success with property managers and we're building some tooling specifically around lists that property managers are really excited about where it's like, Hey, I can just build a list of like, listen, when you have a kitchen, you need. Yeah. Oh, I love that. That's that's a good scalable. Colanders. Yeah. Spatulas. All there's so much stuff, you know? And so property managers can say, okay, we like this OXO product, you know, this set of knives, this thing, this thing. And then I really like that. I really like that from a standardization as yeah. a as a brand, I think that makes yeah. a lot of sense because you know you've got these companies like Highgates and you know the ones that they're actually buying the units and they're you know they're they're doing it at a larger scale, at more of a hotel type scale, but they're buying them and completely outfitting them with their high end brands, William Sonoma. They're all going to have the same, you know. That for us, we can't we can't do that with 500 individual homeowners, but I do think it makes sense to have something that this is our recommended, you know, list of products. And and we do that when we get a new owner that we give what is recommended to have just as a, uh, what the item is, but we don't have those recommendations based on how they actually procure it. (laughs) So, and to be able to have a little bit of an idea, better idea of the quality of what they're actually going to get, that's very beneficial to property Especially in condos, or at least, um, you know, there's all sorts of types of condos, but the ones where it's like, Every, you know, it's like every unit's the same. Yeah. 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 Every unit's the same. It's like, hey, this like weird wall that's like kind of, no, it's like this uh, bar (laughs) fits perfectly. You know, it's like, um, you can sort of, you know, work within the space really well. Yeah. Design to the uniqueness of the space. And that's sort of, um, that, that's what we want to do. But we haven't started working with, um, we're so young, like, as you mentioned, we're just getting out there, but I think that there's benefits certainly to these sort of, if every unit is very similar. Yeah. 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 Standardization. It just makes it, it, it unlocks the ability to scale also Mm -hmm. because it's like, okay, um, we know this is the coffee pot we buy. Yeah. All of our units are going to have, yeah. I mean, it it allows us who are not the high gates and merits of the world to still be able to offer that um, standardization to a certain extent. So I think you'll have good success there. I think. Yeah. yeah. I think if you, as long as you have it where it doesn't, you know, again, to your earlier point, their day is full. And if you can make it something where it's simplistic yeah. and they can print out a list or again, send it to a website, yeah. that's that, that 
cuts half the battle up. Cause I remember when I was in management and we, we had spreadsheets for days and every building had, you know, one bedroom had this, this is the number of plates they needed and the number of, you know, knives and forks. And it just got down to this, like trying to keep up with that yeah. on a spreadsheet was just, it was a nightmare. Mm-hmm. You had yeah. that one person in the housekeeping department that that's all they did was just take care of those sheets. Yeah. Yeah. Those people are heroes. Yeah. We come across. Yeah. And technology exists where that can be yeah, absolutely. Put built into a system. One thing that's been interesting for me, just observing, you know, we work with individual hosts all the way up to these big institutionally backed, you know, yeah. big right. money investments in the short-term mental spaces. Um, the ability to have a system around furnishing and think about mm-hmm. the, the stuff in your space is typically the biggest gap. Like, yeah. Scaling in this industry is about having a system, a system for working with the OTAs, system yeah. for pricing, a system for managing cleanings, uh, a system for uh, customer service and support mm-hmm. and messaging. And what we've seen is the things that really slow down when these companies are like, we need to buy 50, 100 homes every quarter. It's like just getting the right products in these homes and installed is where they really start to stumble. To the point where they're like, shoot, we need just two full-time people who are just right. adding stuff to a cart and checking out and updating a Google sheet. And it's like, well, yeah. why? I mean, like it's the technology can exist. That shouldn't be what slows you down, you know, yeah, and you right. take those two people and put them on, you know, put them on projects that technology cannot cannot solve. Like Absolutely. Yeah. I, I know in our business, it is definitely a, a manual type thing and that's handled by the property management department, mm-hmm. but I know they do spend a lot of time keeping up with orders. And like I said, the owners don't live here. So, I mean, we're still scheduling for our maintenance to go in and, you know, do the install. And it's, it's, it's definitely a, a time consuming part of the property management side. And it's, it's nice to see it, the potential for this to really become something that solves, you know, a, a great time waster. And like you said, I mean, we, we should be working on being able to provide better experience, be provide great experience for our guests, for the homeowners, but not to the extent that we're all having to do these manual processes that maybe this could be, be the thing that takes over for it. I hope so. Yeah. And, and allowing, I think these groups to do cool brand partnerships. Yeah. Like, yeah. We have a property yeah. in Joshua tree that was like, we love Joshua tree coffee. It's a local brand. We love it. Yeah. We want to support them. And it's like, great. We can just, just throw them in the Manone experience, you know, yeah. and, and yeah. your ordering and the shopability. And so, you know, if, if, if you own units and you're like, man, I love this is actually also just happened. We work with a company called all, our place. So they make these uh, pots. It's like the always pan. And basically it's like, it's everything. It's like a pot. It's a pan, it, you yeah. can do everything you can steam in it. And it's one thing. Um, and we had hosts that really, really loved it at home and wanted it for their unit. And then we got in touch with the brand. They loved the idea. We get a great discount with them. I mean, great. Yeah. Um, and, uh, and it's just a unique product where a host was like, I think this is really cool. I want it to be part of my guest experience. Mm-hmm. Help me figure that out. Um, and so I get it's it's kind of on two sides: standardizing a process and making it easier, but two also allowing yourself to do cool brand collaborations in your spaces with brands that you really like that you feel like are a good. Yeah. Fit. Yeah. We'll be back in a minute after a word from our premier brand sponsor, Wheelhouse, the ultimate revenue driving machine. If you're not using a revenue management tool by now, you're probably falling behind your competitors. I mean, revenue management is a, is a huge part of our owner acquisition strategy. Once again, it really comes down to the analytics and the data behind all of these decisions and being able to explain why your rate should be higher in the second week of July than the first week of July. We have a lot of competitors that have a summertime rate and a wintertime rate, period. We're back with Lance Stitcher from Seaside Vacations. Getting homeowners on board with revenue management can be a challenge. Lance tells us how the information from Wheelhouse allows them to attract and retain homeowners. Very difficult to get owners on board with that. There's no doubt about it. It's a, it's a learning curve. It was probably more of a learning curve for us or as much of a learning curve for us as it was for the owners because we had to learn how to sell and how to explain and how to educate the owners on the changes. 
and and they may not have agreed with why their rates were what they were, particularly in certain off-peak time periods. We also found huge revenue gains early on with the owners that were early adopters. We all know what it's like to sign up for a new platform or service and be so excited for all the things that were promised by the amazing salesperson, only to be disappointed when the support team is anything but supportive. So we wanted to know, how is Wheelhouse's support? I will be honest in that of all of the software products and technology that we use, that they have the best support. If you want to learn how Wheelhouse can help you 10x your revenue, head over to usewheelhouse.com. They're offering our listeners 50% off your first two months. That's right, 50%. Go to usewheelhouse.com and use promo code AlexAnnie or contact them for a demo and mention this podcast. That's usewheelhouse.com, promo code AlexAnnie. Now back to the show. Well, and I think that, you know, to that point, there are people that are just passionate about brands that they use and they want to put them in their rentals. They may have them in their own home and, and the cost of the barrier has always just been the cost. Because again, yeah. let's face it, you're going to spend more money on your first home than you're probably going to spend on a vacation, especially if you don't own the rental. Yeah. You know, the odds are you're not going to be recommending crazy things. But I would imagine, again, it allows them to get all that stuff that they're passionate about, and then they become an advocate for that brand. And the fact that you've layered in this ability for them to get a commission and and reward that, I think that that is something that I don't know within vacation rentals that you see a lot of, yeah, um, yeah. you know, thinking, thinking on saving the the manager money on the front end, but yeah. then also giving them a reward on the back end if they continue to use these products. And mm-hmm. so can you talk a little bit about that? I mean, you, you obviously you've got people that are using the products and ordering from you and, you know, are you seeing um, good return on that side and in, in terms of, you know, paying out to, to different owners? Or- yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, we're seeing some hosts who are adding on. I mean, it's not, it's nothing compared to what you make in bookings. Sure, like that's yeah, right. Yeah. yeah. It's just like, little fun. Yeah, sorry. Yeah. Yeah. But we'll have people who add on like an extra week, you know, it's like yeah, yeah. of the year. Um, basically the commissions add up to an extra week of bookings. And and we yeah. have some hosts where we're not really selling much. Maybe it's like mm-hmm. a day or two days, but we're yeah. we're going in and trying to figure out, okay. And and that's the nice thing about doing this across you know, eventually tens of thousands of properties as we can say, oh, wow, when the soap and shampoo is in that number one slot, like it mm-hmm. does really well. Okay. Yeah. Boom, roll that out to everyone. Okay. It seems like we really need to focus on the mattress or, oh, wow. When we add a instructional video about this product, like it does way better. Okay. Can we move that? And so it's like sort of the scaled learnings, but we've, we've certainly seen, um, success enough success that we're continuing to double down on it and yeah hire and um expand yeah but yeah. the the goal would be that again the goal would be that these things don't even become they are investments that pay for themselves mm-hmm. like the mattresses the beds the linens in the same way that the actual physical property, you know, yeah, yeah. investment. Yeah. That, that, well, it allow it allows you to continuously upgrade, right? Yeah. If you're able to make some money off of it, and you know, of course, you're going to see, you should see more money in your bookings if you're updating your unit, anyways. And really, yeah. over the last year, we've seen more homeowner revisions coming off of 2021 than we ever had, which is so exciting to see, you know, for a long time, it's like, it's just like pulling teeth, trying to get owners to add new furniture and redo their units, but they made so much money in the last couple of years that they've been able to, which is, which is exciting for sure. But I think one thing that's really cool too, um, to really make it an experience for a guest, if if a lot of the guests that we have and a lot of guests in in beach homes and, you know, vacation destinations, that these families come back year after year. If you did something every year in that rental, that was like something that they could bring home. Right. So maybe it's every year, it's a different kind of coaster and it becomes almost something that it's, it's like more of a collectible from every year that they stay in that property. I think that could be really cool. We're really interested in helping hosts potentially create their own like swag, like uh, stuff where that's another thing that has come up with hosts over and over again, where it's like, Hey, I would love to do this, but like, I don't want to, you know, I don't want to go and order the inventory and figure out and ship it. And so it's like, okay, well, yeah, their partners, how would we figure this out? But that idea of this souvenir, like a branded souvenir that they can take back 
to be part of the memories is um, yeah. yeah yeah we have a lot of fun with that that's so you've got a lot going on. Um, you guys are still relatively new. Where do you see yourself going, you know, by the end of this year? And then, you know, what's the future? What I, I know that I think um, you guys are rebuilding your website. So there's some new iterations of that coming, but what are the next big things for Minoan? Yeah, the big, the big things for this year are really um, product improvements in the platform. And so one is improving. Some of these are like maybe less fun, but important, but improving the uh, permissioning and admin tools. So we get a lot of hosts who want to add in their designer or they want to add in mm-hmm. a property manager. And it's like, I want my property manager to be able to put stuff in my cart, but I don't want them to be able to check out with my credit card. Like that right, right, right. Yeah. Yeah. I want my designer to be able to recommend products and then I can pick some out of those. And so there's a lot of, we're like, wow, this is more complicated than we thought. You know, there's lots of stakeholders, lots of people that want to raise decisions to buy. Yeah. So how do we make our sort of admin tools in a way where it can be really flexible, where you could add in a designer to approve things, you could add in a property manager and, and give them permissioning. Um, and a lot of improvements around core, like the browse and navigation experience. So getting mm-hmm. even more specific around, like, I want to look at side tables, or I want to look at these types of rugs or this. And so better data integrity and making that in terms of the site, making it easier to really narrow the range on products you'd want more brand information. You know, right now we give a high level overview of brands, but there's lots of information that like, what do other hosts think? Like, yeah. well, mm-hmm. I love to see host reviews, like yeah. um, the shipping information I explained, you know, are these yeah. guys, how good are they at shipping on time? Yeah. Um, do they have like commercial fabrics? You know, do they have uh, things that are particularly good for short-term rentals? Like uh, washable pillowcases. Yeah. Um, do they, is it eco-friendly? I mean, there's, there's a big movement towards this stuff. So getting more data about the brands. Um, yeah. And the last one would be this list, you know, we're really interested in nailing this list functionality. And I think that that could be a really interesting project to expand on in 2023. Yeah. I, I love that. I love that. I mean, um, having that standardized so that that's like, okay, we just got a one bedroom at this right. Point. Here it goes. <laughs> what, yeah. Or yeah, it'd be cool if you could do a, a Pinterest board for people to be yeah, able to you like, make decorate. It, yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah Especially cool. when you when you're talking would that popped into Visually, my head when you were yeah. saying you you've got other stakeholders that are involved in it. It's like, you know, the property manager probably knows more about what would work than the manager themselves. And doing right. I don't know, a Pinterest board just came to mind that that would be kind of cool. Yeah, that's what we're going for. And then letting anybody create and share lists. So yeah. if you were like, Hey, this yeah. was like the bathroom, you know, here's the bathroom I put together and this stuff looked really good. And I had this yeah. little succulent and it's like, here's how you can yeah. recreate this bathroom or, you know, it's like anything, Alex, if you had a backyard set up, you're like, this patio is right. Perfect. Right. I think like we did it really well. Here are the 15 items that I put in this patio. It's just kind of, you can use these lists. Um, to do two things. One, create a better level of curation at the item level. So you can like really go through different looks um, and make it really easy to just drag and drop. And instead of being like, I want this from here, this from here, this from here. It's like, no, I just want this look. And maybe you change out certain things. I want this look, but I don't like this rug. I want a new rug in. And so the lists um, are definitely a big one. And for us, it's, it's about, we still feel like very few people know about us. Um, we're meeting new hosts. I mean, we're getting a lot of applications every single week and we are going through and approving people and getting them set up. And so I think this year it's about really improving the platform to be easy to use um, and incorporate this stuff and just getting just getting the word out, just letting people know that we're here so that if they're in a, you know, if they're in a bind and trying to furnish places and strapped for cash because they just put down a big down payment, you know, that we can help them sort of save money, make yeah. that process easier for them. And then next year is when um, I would like to start focusing again, back on the shoppable side and getting really smart there around, okay, well, how do we incorporate reviews on the guest side? How do, do we give some control over merchandising to hosts so they can mm-hmm. sort of like control what they feature, what they don't. And um, I like that. I, you know, one of the things I like the most about this is this is a very low low cost of entry, low barrier to use type of service. And I feel like 
there's a lot of different things that are out there. And as a property manager, there's a lot of, there's, you always have FOMO, especially when you go to these conferences, because you see all the amazing things that we can do and we can't afford to do all of them, don't have the bandwidth to do all of them, but this is a fairly easy one to implement. And uh, it just, it makes our lives easier and the homeowner's lives easier. And it solicits getting better furnishings within a unit. So I think there's, there's a lot of benefit to that, but I I have kind of an off topic question that I've been wanting to ask you about since we had our pre-call with you. I mean, your, your experience with Walmart and with jet, like in e-commerce, what do you, what do you, what are you thinking when you look at, I mean, the, the digital landscape of vacation rentals and how properties are being booked now, like, where do you see, what are we missing? What are we doing wrong? What are we doing right? Like not just Airbnb Verbo, but like for traditional vacation rental managers, you know, in these destinations, like what, what are you, I mean, you're the conversion master. So <laughs> from an outside view, There's what, so what are you interesting <laughs> parallels, like in e-commerce, you know, it's like you live and die by your images and your reviews. Yeah. See, um, that's so, so yeah. true. And, <laughs> You know, in this industry, it's the same thing. And it just, I think that there's a lot of parallels. You know, I mentioned this on another podcast, but it's like the world is just becoming more digital. And Mm -hmm. so it just means that we use like the only way to get information digitally right now is through images, video, and copy. Mm -hmm. And so that's what's true in e-commerce. That's also true in this industry. And the reviews, which are sort of like a trust score, Mm -hmm. you know, um, I would be interested, you know, I have my own aspirations. We're currently saving up. Um, I told you I'm getting married after the, after, after we get the wedding, Yeah, <laughs> we're saving up for a short-term rental and um, congratulations, by the way, <laughs> uh, I have some really interesting things I want to do with video, um, like where we would walk someone through the house with a video call okay. attention to potentially some of the brands. Yeah. Okay. Like, hey, you know, and um, cause that's something video has done really well in e-commerce and there's all this data there's lots of um, data around video impact on conversion in e-commerce mm-hmm. and other sort of like tool tips um, and stuff like that. And even like user generated videos, like on Amazon, you know, if you're looking at buying a tea kettle, if you scroll all the way down, it's pictures uploaded of customers who got the tea kettle and sometimes videos yeah. and that, you know, so there's lots of things that e-commerce has done that have impacted conversion that I haven't quite seen in the um, vacation rental or, or real estate side as much. And I think mm-hmm. video is a big part of that. And then user-generated content outside of just the reviews. Huge. Yeah. 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 another one that I'd be interested. Yeah. I'd be interested to see how it how would impact bookings and yeah, yeah. that's that's been a huge part of our secret to our success but not really secrets all over our site but user generated <laughs> content is huge i mean the, yeah. just seeing people actually enjoying the space and the destination and everything else is, is big and, and it's the same thing for the interiors and the products too really cool yeah, yeah. so i have a really off the wall question but it, again <laughs> it goes back to it was one i wanted to he ask didn't even know he's signing up for it ask me anything yeah. <laughs> episode but so the name the knowing yeah, oh, that's that a great question. From? Yeah, that is a good question. It um, so the Minoans, uh, they were a civilization that lived on Crete, which was uh, in Greece, an island off of Greece, five thousand years ago, and um, they have an exhibit. I lived in New York for a while, and I liked going to museums and stuff. And they had an exhibit there that was really interesting, and so I just became interested in their culture. And um, it's really fascinating. Like they were very advanced for their time. Like there are lots of historians who talk about how the clothes that the Minoans wore were much more similar to clothes we wear today than what wow. other people yeah. wearing at the time. Yeah. Interesting. They were very technologically advanced. They were one of the first societies to build multi-story buildings, to build plumbing, water filtration systems. Hmm. They were the, one of the first societies to figure out the exact properties of gold. So like the weight at, or sorry, the heat at which you can mold it without burning it because gold, if it's too hot, you can burn it. And so, so they created beautiful art and even socially um, there are like just as many depictions of like women with spears and women in thrones as men um, in their like drawings and art, which is like, this was 5,000 years ago. I mean, think about like, (laughs) 
it's just crazy a- ahead of their time and i think yeah. you're ahead of your time so you're ahead of your time <laughs> so per- okay that that's yeah. perfect or very well, timely <laughs> yeah and so it felt like like well and they were a mercantile society so they made yeah. all their money uh through trade right and so yeah it was just sort of inspired by their culture and their namesake and i was like you know we're creating a new type of commerce and we feel like absolutely yeah we're ahead of our time and so revolutionary um, very very well (laughs) thought out name though i mean when you come there's historical meaning behind i mean that's just that's cool that you had that yeah no i love that and i do remember learning about the minoans in high school i think it was so yeah but i didn't even connect the dots until you gave that explanation uh, explanation (laughs) a long time ago but really cool well, yeah. we've got two more questions for you. <laughs> okay. I have a minute. So Annie, why don't you go first? Yeah. So from your perspective, so you have a different perspective in vacation rentals than most of the people that we interview. What do you think is a is a big issue or opportunity maybe that's not being addressed or discussed currently? Besides I, furniture. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's not. We stumped him. Yeah, I think. Well, I think it goes back to this. I think if hosts would follow the attention economy a little Mm -hmm. bit more and understand what's going on in that space and like even these updates with, I think, iOS 13 or 14, where Apple's changing some of the cooking, there's some like big, big changes happening on the marketing side that are making attention more valuable which is why the prices of ads are going up because attention's becoming more valuable. Yeah. And, and we're talking about, again, comparing like, you know, attention, like when you're just like trying to X out of an ad and you're like, whatever, let me move on to it versus attention, which is contextually relevant. Yes. Where going yeah. to use things. I think it would, I would go back to like, Think about the value of those moments that you're creating. And native advertising, right? You said that in the early part. I think that's that's huge to what you're speaking. Exactly. And native, you know, the movement towards native and advertising is like, instead of it being, you know, on an article page or sorry, on a news article, instead of it being like, you know, Heinz ketchup or Hertz, like rent a car, like yeah, oh, yeah. Native's all about integrating the ad in the copy. Yep, so exactly. You're writing an article about why Hertz has this special program that's perfect for travelers, and you right. read it and you don't realize, but it's an ad. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's that's native, and I think native retail weaving the shopability and the product experiences into this very natural experience. There's no salesperson over your shoulder. There's no like screen. It's like, it's just you and the product that that's something that's really, really, really valuable. And I just don't think hosts think about that enough and and are intentional about it. So it's, it's kind of a repeat answer, but I think the thing, the biggest opportunity that's not being discussed is the role and the value of the attention in Mm -hmm. these spaces, in these moments that, people aren't um thinking about that's, that's huge that's excellent huge point. Yeah. Yeah, excellent point yeah i mean that that relates to podcasting too you know i mean i think what a lot of what we do just talking to guests like yourself and others on on the show it's not an ad but it, it is a way for them to talk about what their company does and when you wrap it into something that's realistic it's so different than just seeing an ad for Minoan, <laughs> you know, it's, yeah, it's, and it just makes sense, but it's genuine. And yeah. we even take yeah. that approach in our own, you know, like we're starting to, to, to spend on advertising now. And like we, when we evaluate opportunities for Minoan in the world, um, we're much more interested in real native yeah. integrations that mm-hmm. are actually helpful. Well, that's much more interesting to us than like, uh, you know, you guys starting a podcast with like, and this week's episode brought to you by Manoan, right, right. That's right. like because um, it's all about authenticity at the at the end of the day, and yeah, uh, storytelling. We are, <laughs> yeah. I guess we are totally overwhelmed with ads all the time, all like, the time, yeah. Stimulus billboards, blah 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 blah, and so yeah. leading with a genuine way that you can help people I think is, um, it's good. And that's what ultimately we, we're also doing in these properties. It's like yeah. these products are all there for you to use, you know, the mattress right. is there. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. So they, they should all be helpful. Love yeah. it. So one, one more question. What does the work that you do say about your life and your journey? 
Yeah, another good. <laughs> <laughs> this we is a got tough you one. deep today. <laughs> yeah, I um, I'm really passionate about learning and learning more about a lot of different things. And I think that one thing, um, one thing that I've learned about myself, and I think generally, is that like you can change a lot. You can change perceptions of things and um when you kind of like you know i think steve jobs has this quote where he's like when you realize that life works in a way where like if you poke one end something comes out the other end like you actually influence the world it totally changes like your approach and what you want to do and i think with what we've been doing from a no end where it's like i think this should exist it has to exist like, yeah, yeah and just going out and being like well we're gonna make it exist we're gonna see if, you yeah know, we're so passionate about it i think that um and i'm really passionate about this with my team where I'm like, just go out and just go after it and like, believe don't worry. Who cares if it's a low probability of success, just because the, the cost of regret is right. much higher. Absolutely. Uh, yeah. Just really go yeah. for it. And I think as yeah. someone who, you know, without this getting, becoming a therapy session, like I feel like I, <laughs> we love younger, these. It's okay. <laughs> younger in my life, I would let fear stop me from doing a lot of things like fear of failure or yeah. fear of yeah. looking stupid. And, um, and I've sort of, I think, luckily coached that out of myself, um, where now I'll like, I'll go and do things, even if they could fail, if the reward is worth it, you know, if you can really make a change. And so I guess what I would say is the work we do is like, it's a big swing. I mean, what yeah. we're trying to do is like totally change yeah. how brands think about marketing or distribution, how hosts think about curating their spaces and the power of the moments that have between people and product and spaces, how guests think about shopping. There's a yeah. little bit of a behavior change where it's like, we want you to pay attention a little bit more. You know, when you walk into this property, you subconsciously register, you'll be like, wow, this place is like really nice. I really like it. But like, pay attention, you know, yeah. look at the candle, look at the furniture, look at the art on the wall, pay attention. And if you like it, but there's, there's so much that makes this like a really big swing for us. And you have to do a lot of things well. And I think, but what the work that we do would say is like, we like to take big swings and we like to make a big impact, especially when it's something that um, it just should exist. I just like, I have not, yeah. I, there's no reason why it shouldn't be this way. It's just that no one's built the infrastructure to do it um, because it's ever, <laughs> I, I almost feel like in a way, I mean, where this is going to go, nobody knows at this point, but I feel like there's a way that this could revolutionize things and, and, a different realm that if you were people might choose to stay at places now, if they know that this exists based on the furniture that something has, which is a, kind of a bizarre concept. But if yeah. you're going to Asheville, for example, and you know that you are redesigning your house back home and you are looking at different sectionals or something. And as you're looking at Airbnbs, you find ones that has something that you think might look good in your house. That's going to make you choose that rental, knowing that you can try it out yeah. your house back home. Yeah. I mean, that's like a complete rework of the customer journey if that happens. Yeah. Right. Imagine if you could were picking, you know, staying in a property, and then we gave you options where we said, "Hey, you could have one of these three coffee makers. You could have yeah. one of these three mattresses. You know, you could try." you know, are you in the market for bicycles? Okay. We're going to have three bicycles in the garage. Like, yeah, yeah. Um, that's sort of, I mean, if we're taking like my, our like vision of the world to an extreme, yeah, I do see a world in which brands like a Dyson don't just think about physical distribution of products through Best Buy and Target. Yeah they can actually think about distribution of products in a way where they work through companies like Minoan to just get their hair dryers out into all these places in right. the world. Yeah. Um, and that like, I mean, if you, you know, if you think about it, it's like, okay, that just changes everything. Cause then for Dyson, it's like, okay, Manhattan has 8 million people. Yeah. If we can get 200 Dyson hair dryers across mm -hmm. Manhattan, theoretically we could have it so that all 8 million people are within a five minute walk of a Dyson hairdryer. Right. So yeah. Try it and use it. And so um, there are like, it's funny that you, <laughs> you kind of went there <laughs> on your own, but there are like levels and levels where it's like, well, wait a minute, if that, if you could do it that way, then. It's right. Good. And yeah. so 
and it's scary definitely because yeah. it's like wow that's like hard. well if brand and i think that's the opportunity where if if brands were to partner with larger managers they could do that at scale i mean if you partner with a larger manager that is in multiple markets i mean say it's not necessarily a Dyson, but it's, it is a bigger piece of furniture, like a sectional. And on their website, it shows you can actually demo the sectional or this mattress in any of these participating vacation rentals right. in all these places. Yeah. It's like, okay, well, when I go to Nashville, I'm going to book that one so I can also get to try out this product that I'm looking at that otherwise I don't have a way of seeing it because, I mean, the you know brick and mortar furniture stores are becoming a thing of the past. So it's shipping costs and everything. That's a huge risk when you buy yeah. furniture sight unseen. Yeah. Well, Mark, I would say, you know, one of the things you, you said a couple of times, you, you like to swing big. So I would say keep swinging. Yeah, keep swinging. Yeah. Keep yeah. swinging. Yeah. What you guys are doing is very innovative. And I think it's got a lot of a lot of room to grow and the passion that you have for it. And what we've seen from your team, it runs from top down, bottom up. I mean, there's just there's no there's no lack of it. And it's really exciting to see. So hopefully we'll have you back next year and can kind of recap on all the great things that you've accomplished and your wedding and, and everything that's been going on in your life. But in the Love meantime, that. if people want to get in touch with you, how do they, how do they reach out to you? Uh, they can email me directly at I'm Mark, M-A-R-C at Um, And then if you want to uh, join us, we're free. It's, it's a free platform. There is an application, as I mentioned earlier, but you can just go to minoanexperience.com and click uh, join us. Um, yeah, and I'd love to, would love to hear from people who are really interested in this topic. I love talking to the hosts who are, yeah, we, we could, you know, as Annie always says, we could talk for hours. We certainly could <laughs> with you. We love sharing ideas and just, yeah. you know, what if this, what if that, but, <laughs> uh, but it has been such a pleasure, Mark. And also shout out to Sage and Allie on your team. We've had the pleasure of getting to know them oh, over yeah. the last month or so. And it's just been wonderful seeing what you guys have and, and where you're going to go. Very exciting. But thank you for joining us today. If anybody wants to contact Annie and I, you can go to alexandannypodcast.com. And until the next time, take care, everybody. And now a final word from our premier brand sponsor, Wheelhouse, the ultimate revenue driving machine. If you are, if you're overpriced, you, you will be empty. And if you are underpriced, you will fill up extremely fast, but the market will always tell you what the correct price is. There will always have to be a human factor involved in the process. Um, at least that's the way I feel about it. I don't think that, I don't think AI is going to overtake the industry entirely. If you want to learn more about how Wheelhouse can help you 10x your revenue, head over to usewheelhouse.com. They're offering our listeners 50% off your first two months. That's right, 50%. Go to usewheelhouse.com and use promo code AlexAnnie or contact them for a demo and mention that you heard about them on the Alex and Annie podcast. 